Yo, what is up, everybody? You are listening to another episode in A Day in the Life of Augie, and this is your host, Michael Ogbana. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I just wanted to thank everyone who tuned into the previous episode, Living Intentionally and with No Regrets in 2023. I really hope that I helped you guys, you know, just kind of put things into perspective. Like, obviously, in the beginning of the year, everyone's trying to get focused and, like, make new year's resolutions and all that but i just feel like being intentional and also just not having regrets like whatever you've always wanted to do not trying to like put it off but to just decide you're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen um i just feel like that was just a good topic that the lord was dealing with me about and i wanted to share it with you guys but this week we're going to be talking about the difference between intermittent fasting and spiritual or biblical fasting and, uh, you know, this has been something honestly, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, but I just wanted to, before I talked about it, I wanted to make sure I did a, like a lot of research and just, um, made sure I gave you guys some good information. I will say I could talk about this for about an hour and I want to keep this to around 15 to 20 to 25 minutes. So I might not be able to share everything that I really want to share in the time that we have. But I'm going to assess your guys' hunger. If after this episode, you guys reach out to me on Instagram or wherever and be like, hey, Michael, like I was really interested. I want to hear more about it in detail. Then I will do another podcast where I'll get more into detail with it. But for this episode, it's just going to be really basic. I'm just going to give you guys like a, a short summary of intermittent fasting and spiritual fasting, which I've done both. And I'm currently doing intermittent fasting. Uh, so I'll give you guys like a brief summary on that. I'll give you guys some kind of like personal testimonies from both. And um, and then I'll kind of give you at the end just like benefits and tips on it, you know, just the basics. And if you guys want more, hey, just let me know and I'll, I'll go into detail because I've been like looking into this topic for a while. And I've personally been doing both for a decent amount of time. So I kind of have some um, personal experience of like how you feel and what to do and what not to do, all that stuff. So anyways, let me just get right into it. I hope you guys are excited. Uh, so essentially, I'm going to just talk about intermittent fasting and spiritual fasting. So intermittent fasting is simply just a pattern of eating where you systematically or like you deliberately starve the body long enough to trigger fat burning. And obviously starve sounds like a, a terrible word, but like you pretty much uh, are de- 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 declining your body or abstaining from food long enough to trigger fat burning. And it's just a pattern of eating. And so obviously, if you look at the word intermittent, it means to occur occurring at irregular intervals, not continuous or steady. And then fast means to abstain from all or some kinds of foods or drinks. So, you know, like most people in America, they eat about six times a day, right? They're going to eat breakfast at eight o'clock, lunch at 12, dinner at six, and then they're going to have a snack in between breakfast and lunch, a snack in between lunch and dinner, and they're going to have a snack before bed. That's just the average American. And I'm probably talking about you right now because most people 
just eat like whenever they feel hungry or whenever they're bored or whenever they I don't know, they just grab in a snack. So the thing about doing that is that uh, every time you eat, you're going to you're eating and your body in order for your body to take in that energy, it uses something called insulin to it's like a insulin's like the key that allows your cells to take in the energy or the like sugar or glucose is a scientific word into your cells that gives your body energy to function and stuff like that. And so every time we eat something, whether you eat a burger, whether you eat some pasta, whether you eat like steak, your body breaks that down into tiny particles, ultimately converts it to glucose. And then insulin is secreted to allow that energy to go into the cells and be used um, so that we can function, you know. And so the thing about insulin is that most people have heard of diabetes and most people, if you, you know, most people have know someone personally or personally have either type two diabetes, prediabetes, or in um, some cases, type one diabetes and pretty much diabetes type two, mainly, which is the majority of people in America is, uh, type two diabetes is due to, um, what they call insulin resistance, where you're in you you're, you have insulin you have a lot of it but it doesn't work as well like the receptors that insulin uses uh you know that, that insulin attaches to to allow the glucose or the sugar into your cells that receptor doesn't work as well as it's supposed to be so your insulin you might be secreting a lot of insulin but it's not letting in as much glucose as it's supposed to be if, if that's the case, then a majority of the glucose or the sugar stays in your blood, which is what diabetes is, is high blood sugar. You probably understand kind of the basics. And I'm trying to say as basic as possible because I know not everyone's like in the medical field or whatever. But I, I think that that's pretty self-explanatory. So um, the, the thing about it is when you're constantly eating, like you're eating constantly, you eat breakfast, you get a snack, you eat lunch, you get a snack you're constantly like secreting insulin you know and so uh after a while those receptors just get tired they just get tired of trying to constantly absorb sugar and constantly you know it's just like after a while your receptors get tired and they get incense they get desensitized to insulin and that's what leads to uh you know not as much sugar being absorbed into your cells and it staying in your blood and then it causes problems like diabetes and then diabetes itself causes all types of problems high blood sugar causes problems with your eyes your nerves your heart like everything and so intermittent fasting is when you um you know you essentially cut out like there's so many different ways to intermittent fast but you essentially cut out meals and you go prolonged periods with fasting. And one of the benefits that that does is you don't secrete as much insulin and you give your body like time to rest and digest food. And you're not like constantly secreting insulin all day. And, uh, you know, if you technically just to simplify it and I'm, I'm, got, I'm about to go into the next and about to into spiritual fasting, but I kind of wanted to give you like the basics on intermittent fasting because it's like the new fad, you know, like everyone's like talking about it and doing it. 
But um, so just like scientifically real quick, when you eat um, your, you know, your body breaks it down and it uses that energy from the food to like to get you going. Right. Keep you going. After about three or four hours, your body has digested all the food and, you know, you go into a period of fasting, which is like fasting is pretty much any period between meals, like from breakfast to lunch. That's between that time is fasting because you're not eating right between lunch and dinner. You're fasting because you're not eating. That's why they call breakfast break fast, because after dinner, you go to sleep, you wake up and you break your fast, quote unquote, with breakfast. It's because you're not eating. So and how does your body get energy and like how does your body get energy when you're not eating food? So there's storage energy, a.k.a. um, there's storage of sugar and there's storage of fat. Right. So our primarily when we're in our fasting stage, our primary source of energy of storage energy is going to come from glucose and it's in the form of glycogen. Um, it's in the liver. So, I mean, I know, I know this might be getting a little deep for y'all, but yeah. So glycogen is the storage energy that we have that we use when we're fasting. Right. So after about, say you're fasting after about eight to 10 hours and, um, for the average person, 10 to 12 hours, mainly 10 to 12 after about 10 to 12 hours of fasting, that storage energy, that storage glucose in the form of glycogen has been used up, right? So after you use up your, for your initial storage of energy of sugar or glycogen, then your body moves into the next source of storage energy, which is fats, right? And so the way it works is that your body, um, if you do like intermittent fasting and you go a prolonged period where you go 12 to 16 hours without food before you eat, after about 10 to 12 hours, your body starts to break down fat. And so you get about, if you do a 16 hour fasting window, you're going to be f- breaking down fat for about four hours. And so that's why people lose so much weight while they're doing intermittent fasting, because they they, um, you know, they end up for multiple days and weeks and months in a row. They're getting at least four hours a day of fat breakdown because your body's using that for energy and your weight just drops like that, you know. And obviously, I can get into like how, you know, this ketones and your the level of ketones in your body increases, which is like. People are doing this keto diet, which is essentially you don't eat carbs. So you're tricking your body into breaking down the fat as using the fat as energy instead of the sugar. So you still eat as much as you or you know, whatever you want, but you just don't eat carbs. But, uh, you know, intermittent fasting is another way to also get into ketosis. But that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, that's essentially the basics of, of intermittent fasting. Um you know, like, it's just, there's so much, I've already talked for 11 minutes, and I was only like, you know, that's just the basics of it, so pretty much intermittent fasting is just a pattern of eating where you systematically starve the body long enough to trigger fat burning, 
Um, and it's obviously just done for dietary reasons. Um, most people are not fast intermittent fasting for spiritual reasons. Plus, the intention behind it is mainly for your diet. Some people wouldn't call it a diet. They would call it a pattern of eating. But nevertheless, the intention is to burn fat and lose weight for dietary reasons, you know. So now I'm going to transition into spiritual fasting because spiritual fasting, you do abstain from food, but that is not the only thing you do. Plus, when you do a spiritual fast or a biblical fast, it's not just to lose weight and it's not for dietary reasons. That's not the reason why you do it. Spiritual fasting, simply put, is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Um, And I want to emphasize the spiritual purpose, not the purpose of losing weight. And so obviously there's so many examples of fasting in the Bible and there's so many different types of fasting. But I will say one of the types of fasting that's not in the Bible is uh, a social media fast, uh, TV fast. Uh, you know, fasting from your cell phone. But uh, I don't want to, you know, I know a lot of people do that and they they like, but the thing that I want to say is God does honor every decision that you make to like draw closer to him. I think it says in Jeremiah, um, it says in Jeremiah, I think it's 30 or 33. It says, you know, draw near to me. And I, I think it might be James, but there's so many scriptures that draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So when you make any attempt to draw near to the Lord, he's going to honor that. Right. Uh, obviously, you know, fasting from social media, fasting from your TV or your phone, they are things that help you focus and it gives you more time to like spend time with the Lord. But doing those things alone is not fasting. That's not what biblical fasting is. Because you got to think about it. Otherwise, dude, like phones came out in like, what, 1970 or whatever. If, if fasting was because of no phones and no social media, then everyone before the year 1973 was, uh, you know, was fasting. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, biblical fasting is not just not using your cell phone or, or social media fast. Biblical fasting is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like the spiritual purpose is to get closer to God. And you can do that by prayer. So spiritual fasting is with the intention of getting closer to God, praying, consecrating yourself. And fasting without prayer is pretty much just a hunger strike. That's fasting with no prayer is pointless. Um, you know, so when you're doing a biblical spiritual fast, you want to make sure that you're praying more than you than you usually do when you're not fasting. You want to make sure you're reading your Bible more than you usually do when you're not fasting. Right. You got to think about it. Jesus, Jesus, before he did any miracles, before he did anything, before he healed anyone, before he started preaching, he got baptized And then y'all know it. He went into the wilderness. It said the spirit led him into the wilderness and he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And it says that he was, you know, some people think, oh, yeah, that was Jesus. But like he had some special power. No, it said that he was actually very hungry, which you would probably be hungry, too, if you hadn't eaten for 40 days. You know, so Jesus, before he did anything, he fasted for 40 days. And uh, it's I love this because in in Luke, 
it says, if you go to Luke 4 and you read it in Luke 4, 4 verse 1, it says that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, was led into the wilderness. And then when it, it goes through the whole thing where he got tempted by the devil and all that, then when he left in Luke 4, 14, it says that Jesus returned from the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. So he was led into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit, but he came out after the fast in the power of the Spirit. So there's something that happens in the spirit realm when you take time to fast and pray. It it, 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 it increases spiritual power. It in, like it's, it's just, I don't want to get too into it, but there's just something about when you pray and fast and consecrate yourself to the Lord. And uh, it's not the same as intermittent fasting because this is not because you don't fast biblically to lose weight. You don't fast for dietary reasons. You're fasting to get closer to the Lord. OK. And honestly, when you do it for the Lord, there's a grace to do it. You know, I've been fasting. Uh, I've been fasting since 2016. Um, that was like my first year of pharmacy school. And I've been fasting every every um, to begin the year. Um, for 21 days. And so I do it with a ministry that I've been following for a while. And uh, they do it what they call a six to six, a six to six fast. So it's sunrise to sunfall. And it, it comes out of the the book of Judges. They did like a sun, they fasted from sunrise to sunfall. So six to six, they do that um, in Africa too, um, when they do like 40 day fast or whatever. Um, but anyway, so I started off doing six to six where I wouldn't eat from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I would make sure that I was praying like before I went to class, I would pray, wake up. I would wake up at 530, pray more than I usually would. I would try to pray like sometime during the day and I'd obviously pray and read my Bible at night. So I did that. I did that for years. And then like every year I, it, it would start to get a little easier. So um, I would go maybe like one whole 24 hours without eating and I would just drink water and make sure I pray and read my Bible more. And then I kind of felt like it was getting easier. So I did like three days, no water, just water, read my Bible, praying. And then I started to get it get a little easier. So I did like seven days and 14 days. And then one year, you know, I did a 21 day fast, just water. And I was like, this was like in 2019 where I was going to rotations. I was going to work like and it's crazy how like God really like sustains you. Some people are like, dude, there's no way that you can go even through. I don't think I could go even three days without food. And like some people think like you literally will die. You won't die. But like when you do it for the Lord and you're doing it to press into God, God gives you a grace to do it. And I tell you, like this past year in 2022 three um i me and my wife we did a 21 day fast she did six to six i um i did the whole thing but i like had like soups and some broth and stuff but uh you know it was just amazing number one you feel obviously you don't do it for dietary reasons but you do feel really good anyone that fasts will tell you you feel really good when you're on a fast and uh Obviously, it's like God is God instituted this. So like he obviously knows what's best for us. And so like fasting it, you feel better, honestly, sometimes when you're than when you're eating. But uh, the main thing is like God is just does so much when you fast. And anyone that fasts regularly probably has many testimonies. But 
you know, I just remember when I was in school and I first started fasting, like I would pray for things and like it would happen like the next day. Like I would pray for specific things. It would happen like the next day. I, w- I would like, you know, believe God for favor with my grades or favor with my teachers and like things would just happen. Like some, I don't know what it is, but something really happens when you fast and like get pressed into God. And I'm, I promise you, I'm not speaking for myself. Like anyone that has tried fasting, even just one day, like they will tell you like something starts to happen, but I'll just tell you all a quick story. Like, you know, this past year, 2022, um, I, you know, I had been working uh, at a pharmacy for about a year and three months and I had to work every other weekend. And because of that, I had to miss Sunday morning service every other weekend. And I did that for a year in three months. And honestly, I should have just never did it. But, you know, I started working during COVID. Some churches had shut down. So it kind of didn't seem as bad to me at the time. But by that end of, you know, by the end of 2021, it was really bothering me that I had to keep missing Sunday morning service. So going into 2022, one of our prayer points during the fast was that, or that you would open a door for me to get a new job that I could have, you know, less, I don't have to work as much on the weekends. And so we were praying, praying about it, believing God for it. You know, we were also praying like, Lord, may this job be even better than the one I have, even though I want to work less weekends, I want to be able to make more just praying like that. And then once the fast was over after 21 days in January, like all of a sudden, like out of the blue stuff started happening where I was able, like, one thing led to another. It was just, I, I don't want to go into the details because it's not really my place to say, but like one thing led to another and I got a connection to a job and I interviewed for it. At first they denied me, but then I ended up getting it. And man, I've been working at this job almost a year. It'll be a year in March of this year, 2023. Started in March, 2022. And like my life has changed dramatically. Like I got a raise. I work like one weekend every two months. And uh, the, like when I'm at work, it's like not even stressful, like everything changed. And I believe that it was a result of like us praying and fasting and asking the Lord for that, you know, and stuff happens when you fast. That's why people that have fasted, they don't, it's not like, it's not a religious discipline. You know, some people like, it's not about just suffering and just being a religious discipline. It's about pressing into God and consecrating yourself. And and really fasting is just, uh, you know, you're pretty much saying to God, like, like, God, I, I know that everything good that you've done in the past years, I didn't do it in my own strength. You are the one that did it for me. You are the one that helped me. And I want, I, I, I rely on you. That's what fasting is, is literally just like relying and depending on the Lord. And you just got to think, I'm almost done, but you just got to think about it. Like how did Adam, what led to the sin that of mankind? What led to uh, sin coming into the earth? It was Adam and Eve's desire to eat the fruit and they ate it. And so it's just interesting that God instituted a way to press into him by abstaining from food. And uh, it's just really interesting. So I don't want to go too much longer, but uh, pretty much I just want y'all to understand that like there's a difference between intermittent fasting and spiritual fasting. Um, you know, obviously you should be always praying 
and reading your Bible, even when you're not fasting. But when you're doing a spiritual fast with the intention of getting closer to God, you want to make sure that you're you're reading more than you usually do. You're praying more than you usually do. Um, and uh, I'm actually currently after the 21 day fast, I went into intermittent fasting. And uh, what I do is I only eat from 1:30 to 9:30. I used to only eat from 12 to 8, but because of work, I had to kind of adjust it. But uh, essentially, there's like three types of fasts you can do. Um, there's three different ways you can do it. You can do a 16 hour fast with the eight hour eating window. That's like the, the most um, common one. You can do an 18 hour fast with a six hour eating window. So, for example, you would only eat between uh, two and eight. 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. And then you would fast from 8 p.m. to 2 p.m. the next day. That's 18 hours. Or you can do a 20-hour fast with a four-hour eating window. That's eating from, like, say you only eat from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then you fast from 6 p.m. all the way to 2 p.m. That's a 20-hour fast window and a four-hour eating window. So that's a pretty difficult one. They have this thing called OMAD where you only eat one meal a day. It's called one meal a day OMAD. Um, you know, obviously that's pretty, that's pretty difficult. You don't just start off like that. You have to gradually work your way up. But uh, you can also do what they call a 5-2 fast where you can, um, you know, you, you fast two days out of the week and then on the other five days, you kind of like have like a calorie restriction. So it's just, there's different ways to do it. You can alternate days where you eat one day, you fast the whole day, you eat one day, you fast the whole day. There's different ways. Just find out what works for you. Um, I personally recommend it. Obviously, this is not medical advice. And, uh, you know, you should just take, this is just my personal experience. So you want to get, you know, the advice of your medical provider if you want to make a decision. But, you know, this is not medical advice. Just wanted to be say the disclaimer. But, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I have been doing this and I feel great. Like I'm not the perfect example of someone that does an intermittent fast because I don't really restrict what I eat. I just eat whatever. And, uh, you know, I just make sure I, I, I rather, I would rather just have a time restricted to where I can eat. And instead of picking and choosing what I can and cannot eat, that's just me. I know that's not right. Cause really the way you're supposed to do it is like, even when you're intermittent fasting, you cut certain foods out. Like you don't eat as many carbs. You eat more like protein, vegetables, all that. And obviously I eat those things, but I don't really like control what I eat. But the thing about intermittent fasting is that even when you're doing that, you stay in a deficit. And so I don't really I don't gain weight. I actually lose pounds while eating whatever I want. And this is just my personal experience. You know, it might not always be like that, but that's just how it is for me right now. So anyways, I'm going to end it real quick with just giving you guys some. I hope you guys enjoy this. I know it was a little long, but, uh, you know, just some quick benefits from intermittent fasting and spiritual fasting. First, intermittent fasting. Number one benefit, it gives your body rest from digesting food and less insulin surges. You know, insulin actually leads to weight gain. When you have a lot of insulin in your body, it leads to weight gain. So like if you're not eating as much and you have less surges, you're going to you're going to lose weight just because of that. Not even just from losing, you know, just not even just from burning fat. 
Uh, you know, when ketones level, when you f- do intermittent fasting, ketone levels rise dramatically in your body, uh, which is a, actually a better energy source than um, glucose. When you on when you're on ketosis or when you have a majority of ketones in your blood, and your body is running off of that, you know, it actually makes your mind sharper. It, it actually gets rid of cravings, like you're not as hungry. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to having ketones as your primary energy source. And then, um, there's an increase in growth hormone when you intermittent fast, usually around like the 10 to like the eight to 12 hour, you start to have a spike in growth hormone with this, which is great for like your mind, everything, your bones, your muscles. And then one of the amazing things is what it's called autophagy, which that usually happens around like the 16 to 18 hour mark of intermittent fasting. Um, but what happens is that autophagy is just a process of which the cell breaks down and destroys old and damaged and abnormal protein. So it's pretty much like the body's cleaning mechanism. Uh, it's just how what happens when you when it, it's triggered by starvation. So that's what your hap- what happens when you when someone's starving, they their body just like cleans itself and tries to like totally you know, minimize, you know, it's just, that's just how, what happens, but it actually is beneficial to you. Cause like your body has a bunch of damaged dead things that need to be cleaned out. And that's what happens when you fast, it triggers autophagy. And so obviously you lose weight too, but these are some benefits of intermittent fasting. Just some quick benefits of spiritual fasting is it gives you power over, it gives you spiritual power over Satan. Um, Quickly, there's a story in Mark 9, you got to read it yourself, where um, a man brought his boy that was suffering with seizures and a demon, and they, he brought him to the disciples of Jesus, and the disciples tried to cast out the devil, but they couldn't do it. And Jesus walked up and was trying to figure out what's going on, and the man said, hey, I brought my son to your disciples, but they couldn't cast him out. And he was like, what? You faithless people, how long am I going to be with you? Long story short, Jesus cast out the devil. And later, when the disciples were alone with Jesus, they were like, Master, why were we not able to cast out this devil? And he said, This kind comes not, doesn't come out unless by only, this kind only comes out, but by prayer and fasting. And so the, the, the disciples had already received all authority, all authority in heaven to cast out devils you know, to heal the sick. But then when this boy was brought to him, to them, they couldn't do it. And so it it just shows you from that story that there's certain types of opposition in your life that will only break with fasting and prayer. There's certain opposition. There's certain certain powers in the world that, um, you know, prayer alone will not solve. It has to be combined with fasting to get that extra spiritual power. It's hard to explain in a natural, but something happens spiritually when you fast. Another benefit is it gives you spiritual power over blockages, gives you angelic help. There's a story in Daniel 10. It's just I got there's so much. You could talk about this for three hours. But one of the most one of the most beneficial benefits of biblical fasting is it your passion for God increases. It increases your passion for God. And I would say that's like the number one thing is that it increases your passion for God. And uh, I feel like I'm the way I am today in my spiritual life, hungry for God because of the times that I've spent in fasting and prayer all these years. 
And, uh, you know, one thing that I fear is just losing that intimacy with the Lord, uh, you know, going to church and it not really meaning much to me, doing things just to do it and not really having my heart involved. That's a fear that I have. But one thing that fasting and prayer does is it causes you to just really press into God and rely on him. And you just become so spiritually sensitive because your flesh dies. You become spiritually sensitive. And uh, that's one of the greatest benefits of biblical spiritual fasting. And so I'm going to end it there. I know that was a lot. But uh, hey, if you want more, I can go into detail about each specific one. You know, I might continue talking about this later on. Who knows? But uh, I just want to pray. I hope this helped you guys understand the difference. Intermittent fasting is more for, uh, you know, a pattern of eating mainly for diet and weight loss. But spiritual biblical fasting is abstaining from food for a spiritual purpose to press into God. And it has to be combined with prayer. Fasting by itself is a hunger strike. But when you pray and fast, it's like a C4 with a detonator. It's powerful and it works. And anyone that has done it will tell you the same thing. So I just want to uh, say thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this, share this with someone. Don't forget to message me if you're interested in hearing more. I will record more podcasts on this topic if you're interested. Thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. Have a great week. It's a day in the life of Aggie.